G'day and welcome to the OGR podcast. It's Oceanic Gaming Radio for you heathens who don't know what the acronym stands for. <laughs> Be learnt unto ye. Um, <laughs> welcome. My name's Liam Oliver. Uh, you can call me Captain Perth Capo, uh, anything in between. And with me is my good mate, Mr. Weagle, Timothy, Grizzly Gaming 86. How you going, my, my man? You going all right? I am, Superb cap. Uh, I also yep. go by Grizzle Titties as well. Cap Grizzle, you know. Grizzle Tonk, Grizzle Guts. Yep. That's it. There's a fair few oh. um, different ones in there. There's a couple. <laughs> the things yeah. are good, mate. What about yourself, Cap? You going well? Yeah. You, you hung over today? I'm actually of... fine. I thought I'd be um, way worse than I. We actually, so last night we had like a because the, the borders here in Perth were supposed to open this week or something. Um, and that's since been changed. Um, so we had booked a party um, with some mates <laughs> um, to celebrate, you know, the borders opening kind of thing. Not that yeah. I'm kind of, I'd really give a shit either way, whether they open or close, but um, either way, we were going to book this party in. And um, so the party was, we still kept the party regardless of the fact that the borders are still closed. Um, but uh, yeah, so we had this party. Um, I got super stuck into it. I made these little, um, brie, um, fig, balsamic, chutney oh. tarts that were fucking yum. La la. And um, they served warm with a bit of crust, little crusty. Yeah, yeah, crusty yeah. Warm. Yep. Oh. Yep. So they was I it as back. good as the strudel? Is my first question. That you had at my house the it was a no, cream, probably che- not. cream cheese and cherry strudel. I feel like I feel like that's that strudel has a a a, a closeness in my heart, a very special <laughs> place because. That was like the f- first meal we cooked together, Grizz. Yeah, it was. You know? yeah. Yeah, you got it was real. a beautiful moment. <laughs> but yeah, special. so basically got stuck into it. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of the guys went back to his place and brought back all these bottles of scotch that he hadn't opened. He was like, I need to try all these scotches. And then I was like, oh, okay. I got pissed in my arm, buddy. I must. Is this Sleepy who's on that, he's on that one scotch a month, the special thing where it, they, he was he there but it, it wasn't him who brought the scotches okay. um it was a yeah. different bloke so um a mate kev he he brought a bunch of scotches which uh, my god dude uh, some of those scotches were immaculate there was this one that i actually bought for his birthday that i hadn't tried before and it was it was called devon devonport or something like that um anyways it was amazing you know it's a t- real good i'm not a big scotch man i actually am a more of a bourbon drinker but uh the scotches that I do like, I think an example is Talisker. I think they're really they're really smoky. You like the peaty ones. The peaty, smoky, uh, yeah. almost don't really even taste like a typical scotch there. It's just like an experience yeah. in a glass. Yeah. Yeah, Talisker's good. They um they used to do one called um The Storm or something, and then they did another one called Dark Storm, and they're like hectically mm. um smoky. You probably like one called Lafroig. Um oh, I yeah. think we're just yep. We're giving um, a couple of scotches free advertising here, but um, they're good. Um, yeah, I think um, you, you probably like Lafroig. Lafroig is is quite um, quite hectic. I used to be really into those big, you know, knock your face out smoky mongrels. Um, mm. 
but I've definitely I receded into. I remember you telling me that last, yeah, last time we were on the probably. BSC, like the smoky ones. I do repeat a lot of stories over and over again to, <laughs> to my mates. <laughs> but I've gone to the more um, subtle kind of um, fruity ones. The Because they kind of like, oh, okay. general. the general kind of thing is like there's Highland whiskey and then there's um, uh, Islay. So the Islay stuff tends to be closer to the coast. They have yeah. access to more peat bogs and shit like that. And then they use that to create the smoky flavors and then the other ones they're kind of closer to a bit more like farm area and all that kind of stuff so that you kind of get it's those flavors whiskey cap if you, i don't know if you know the history and i'm kind of asking you a question but they are they they're scott scottish highlands like yeah yeah, yeah. that's and, yeah. Is that is yeah. that the yeah okay well yeah i sh- assume that that um, they must be in that area but yeah that's kind of where the deep like the 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 mm. line gets drawn so, so they're generally kind of i lay or they're highland highland um okay. Or sometimes I think they're called space. Look, I'm not a. I'm definitely not a fucking expert, but this is my very general, like a basic mm. Scotch knowledge coming out. So the fruity ones are from the Highlands, and then the smoky ones are from the coast, basically. There you go, mate. Interesting. And that's your kind very of thing. Yeah, but also uh, we it's probably should mention podcast, mate. That's well, yeah. Gaming. I mean, when doesn't it, mate? <laughs> uh, I mean, you're well, you're off the piss at the moment, so yeah. well, I'm just trying I, to I, help I, you live vicariously through me. I'm kind of referring to myself as Grizzly 2.0 right now, Cap. A lot of changes this year. A lot of yeah. changes, and, and I'm still trying to find that balance, man. But essentially, I definitely feel kind of got a new, new perspective and outlook on my health as a whole. Um, yeah, a bit of that's awesome. Lifestyle happening. I guess the only bit that's really missing is uh, like consistent content creation. I haven't got that at the moment, and figured out how I'm going to address that. But hoping that that'll come eventually. OGR is definitely helping, but um, obviously the streams are on the back burner for now. I've been actually, yeah. dude. I've been um, recording. I've been recording drum play playthroughs. So I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been working on one today. I've been practicing it, man, but basically I've put together four undertale songs and I'm going to do a cover of like an undertale medley. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Hell yeah. yeah. I worked, I worked a little bit on my drum sound and stuff as well. So getting that, um, getting that cranking much, much better sound. I've uh, managed to sound dampen a lot of the toms and stuff that were ringing through, but yeah, enough about that, but essentially, yeah. And uh, cap next weekend, I'm going to see pond live. Oh, dude. Nice. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's awesome. Very excited. I was actually supposed to see um, King Gizzard and the wizard lizard. Um, But because the borders are closed, um, they can't get, get in. So um, Mm. they were actually doing, so if you're not aware of who they are, they're kind of like, they're like a, I don't know how you describe them. They're like an experimental um, rock band from um, over East Oz. Um, if you haven't heard of them, go and check them out. They're pretty good. Um, their music style kind of goes between like pretty soft kind of rock um, melodic stuff through to like fairly thrashy, almost metal. Um, Dude, but they were basically. To Pond, actually. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. Very, yes, very Pond similar, sort of yeah. Tame Impala kind of a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But I mean, they're insane musicians they have pumped out like i don't know how many fucking albums they have but it's like something like 13 (laughs) or something ridiculous and they're pumping out like two a year um or more um yeah you can tell i haven't researched this off the top of my head but um yeah anyways they were supposed to do a bunch of gigs here in perth and they split it up so they did like one that was like a um one that was an acoustic gig one that was a um like a like just like a pop rock kind of gig i I can't remember what the 
the actual naming of each of these was they did one that they're going to do one that was like a like a hard thrash night um and another one that was like a microtonal night or some shit um and they were doing them like night after night so some people were doing like booking every single gig they were doing because they're obviously going to be different songs and shit which yeah. is fucking cool Dang, but that's just the kind man. of band they are yeah that's really cool really fucking right but grizz we need to also acknowledge that we also have our good friend pavloverface our wonderful producer in the flanks um love you buddy he's um he's been hard at work getting all our sound crispy hopefully yep. this week um there's not as much heavy breathing in the in the podcast it seems to be okay in twitch but then we add the compression and all that other stuff and then i'm just sitting there going <laughs> you're sounding better on my end guys sounding better on my end better good go. and i also think this is the first good, time good, we've good. nailed the start we definitely haven't nailed a start yet but i think today we nailed the start so we'll see oh, how yeah. it goes. comes Absolutely. out live but uh yes so going back to your um grizz 2.0 mate i also yeah, know mate. that you've been gymming a fair bit as well yep so gymming well i'm exercising five days i'm gymming four of those at the moment and that's been pretty good it's very similar to what you're oh, doing it's basically a ppl um yep. but what do i do i yeah but it's good i'm really enjoying it i I've, i'm lucky i'm i'm sore body head yeah. to toe at the moment <laughs> it's like yeah. every day I, um, is, uh, my thighs just basically don't work so if i have to walk up a hill it's yep. I pretty much can't, I don't have the ability to do it, which is <laughs> mental. And it's like, you have to like, obviously when you're walking up a hill, you need to engage your knees. And it's like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> My anatomy is, is not allowing me to perform this basic function of walking up a, walking up a hill, which is quite hilarious. But I'm just looking yeah. forward to seeing, I guess it's the early days for me. So I've only really been doing it for two weeks, but it's going to be great to start seeing some, some of those results, results, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I already, oh, feel, dude, absolutely. Better. I already feel better. Oh, for man. Sure. I actually reckon, like, I think, um, like, I haven't really had any mental health issues in the past, I don't know, six months maybe. Um, and I reckon a lot of that is just consistently going to the gym, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, big, uh, I've, uh, yeah, my stuff, lifestyle's yeah, so pretty big. good and I'm pretty, um, pretty, uh, happy, I'm really happy at work, and I'm, I'm I've got a I'm very strict on my work life balance, and mm. um, I reckon having know. a full time job and something to go to every day really helps as well. Having that routine of of having absolutely. work is, is abso absolutely yeah, is it's yeah. so important. Um, and if you can fit that routine and like you stick to that, especially because like you know my my day is Monday work, Tuesday work from home, and then I also go to the gym on my lunch break, Wednesday mm. work in the office. Thursday home and PT session and then Friday work in the office. And then the days that I work at the office, I still generally go to the gym after work anyway. Um, but yeah, the only thing I need to try and work on is, is, is um, getting my cooking happening a bit better. I mean, I, I still cook a lot, yeah. but it's just like, I do the old chicken and some veggies cause I can't yeah. be bothered, you know, Mate, cook, cook, chook, uh, some, yeah. uh, what do you call it? What's that? Well, I'm a coleslaw, coleslaw. Oh yeah, and, uh, some rolls, yeah. mate. You die. Yeah. yeah, that'll do. Yeah, so chuck you... that in there. <laughs> I mean, it's tasty. There, don't get me wrong, oh, yeah, but I kind of want to do like some cool shit, like paellas and stuff like that. You know, mm. some mm. you know, get my freaking cooking shops going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enough about that, Grizz. Uh, first yes. cab off the rank, mate. Uh, Story number uno. Boys Let's and go. girls, 
Bungie has been bought. Well, it's in the process of being bought. It hasn't been formally bought yet. Um, mm. Sony is looking to acquire Bungie for a price tag of around $3.6 billion. Um, mm. Yeah, it's quite, it's, you know, obviously it's um, not in the same monetary realm as an Activision Blizzard acquisition, which was, what was that again? Something, I can't even remember, $69 billion or something. I can't uh, remember. $69 billion. You nailed it, mate. You absolutely Damn, Capo. Um, <laughs> so obviously it's not that much, but I mean, structurally, the, the two companies are very yeah. different. Bungie oh, is literally different. You know, but Bungie self-publishes and, and has one main game to its name, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, Activision Blizzard has a lot of IPs that are all continuously going at the moment. So, I mean, they're very, very different. Um, but, yeah, what do you reckon, Grizz? What did you think when you heard this? Uh, oh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, if, would you mind, Cap, if I read some of the their blog from Bungie website? Just Absolutely, mate. a little yeah, bit of context. Yeah. I've got a bit here because I think that this this blog in general, um, oh man, I think in terms of a, of a, an acquisition, uh, I think this happened. Like I feel like Bungie isn't being forced at all, and they can basically continue to operate exactly the way they're operating yeah, under a larger banner like. and provide them with a lot of support to do the things that they're doing. Yeah. So I'll just read this out to you. So this is from the Bungie website. This is their their announcement to to, to I guess their player base. So today we believe games will have uh, limitless potential, and uh, to, uh, to do anything worthwhile in entertainment. We must uh, be, sorry, I'm reading terribly here, Cap. Let me just blow this up a bit. Uh, we must bet big on our vision on our studio and our incredible team and trusted creators who build unforgettable worlds uh, that truly matter to people. Uh, in Sony Interactive, we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us uh, and who want us to accelerate our vision to create generation-spanning entertainment, all while preserving the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart. Like us, Sony believes that game worlds are only the beginning for what our IPs can become. Together, we share a dream of creating, fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world, families across generations, and fans across multiple entertainment mediums. Today, Bungie begins our journey to become a global multimedia entertainment company. Yeah, which is an interesting... Um, comment because it looks like Sony said something along the lines of they want to help bring Bungie into this kind of cinema, I guess, um, world, um, which yeah. sounds like we might be seeing some Bungie either TV series or movies. I would probably think maybe TV series. I think that's kind of the the rage at the moment. But I don't know. Sony seems to be more movies. Um, I'm not maybe mm. don't quote me on that, but that's just my very unresearched hot take. <laughs> How awesome would that be, man? It's crazy where gaming yeah. is now. Like, oh, dude, we're seeing absolutely. all of these, all of these TV series and shows coming out for from yeah. from popular from popular gaming, and it's just, I, I think that's kind of where it's just poking at. And I, and and I'm gonna say it, Cap. We talked about this last time, but it's like, you know, Fortnite marks itself as a gaming experience. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And I feel, you know. These words here: a global multimedia entertainment company. Company, yeah, Bungie. yeah. I think, um, especially with a game. I mean, okay. So look at the games that have tried to go head to head with Destiny. Um, you know, Destiny has its problems. Absolutely has its problems. Um, but look at games like Anthem um, that 
absolutely shat the bed. Um, people trying to kind of um, tackle Bungie in this space where, um, you know, games as a service, um, that's kind mm-hmm. of the, 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 the hot topic, the, the buzzword, I guess. Um, but trying to have these games as a service, like, you know, you probably argue that Fortnite's a game as a service. So having a company like Bungie under its wing in Sony just seems like such a great deal for them. I mean, they have access to, I think about 900 employees who are all working for Bungie um, that have so much experience in, in delivering, um, Mm. you know, gaming experiences within that space um, and doing a bloody good job of it. Um, So I think, you know, a lot of people are saying, Oh, you know, 3.6 billion for, for, for destiny. Um, Mm. No, that's not what they bought. You know, obviously yeah, they yeah. they didn't even yeah. buy Destiny really. Um, they bought Bungie, the access to yeah. the developers. Um, and mm-hmm. well, I mean, I guess they technically bought. Well, I don't even know if that, if they own the IP. I would assume that Bungie still owns the IP, um, and Sony just kind of sits as like a parent company. Um, but again, like you said, obviously Sony has specified that they'll still have um, you know creative and um, rights and all that kind of shit. But yeah, it's it's very interesting to see. Um, this space and and obviously Sony has identified that games for as a service. I mean, look at look at microtransactions in games, like and you look at a lot of these um, financial reports that come out from these big companies, um, mm. and you know games like Fortnite that are free. I mean, their microtransaction stuff is astronomical in terms of absolutely, the amount of money they get mate. from these games. It's Dota insane. Is the same. Oh, absolutely, are, are very similar. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. Games as a service are just like corporate level Hmm. fucking ding 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 eyeballs lighting up with money you know sony is an interesting beast right cap because it is a sorry sony destiny 2 is an interesting beast it is a game that is continually developed um through uh dlcs basically seasons coming out yeah Uh, you you pay for the dlcs and then there's obviously that monetization model of buying your hats and things in game yeah. Sony didn't have something under their banner that is one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Not an ongoing developed uh, or not even a structure. Like I guess they're buying, they'll be buying Bungie to assist potentially providing that expertise in that space for, absolutely. for, for other, other Sony games. That's I mean, I thing, feel like yeah. Sony is really trying to stretch out their arms a little bit because they've always had these single player well yeah single player triple a studios releasing these fantastic games god of war um returnal ratchet and clank and these great these great games and they're sold and when people are done with them that's that game done but this is like a framework to have an ongoing game that you can kind of service dlcs absolutely it's it's it's, it's huge for them i feel like it's a really Really big, oh, and, big I mean, Bungie has so much like just latent knowledge about how to deliver a service and a game um, and a product in that space. So, I mean, you know, and, and like you said, Sony doesn't really have anything that I can think of off the top of my head that I could, you know, is like that. Um, and so mm. now that they have access to that, that's going to be amazing. I mean, if Sony compare their, um, you know, uh, their, studios that just excel in providing just insanely in-depth and wonderful single-player story-driven content with game as a, games as a service from Bungie. I mean, it, it, it could it could very well be a, a match made in heaven. But I think, 
I think the big thing for me is <laughs> it looks like a lot of like we spoke about last time when we uh, on the last podcast about obviously um, Activision being picked up by Microsoft. Um, I think all the lines are being drawn in the sand, um, you know, with different developers uh, moving to you know parent companies, which I would assume will probably look to centralize a lot of their intellectual property um, under the banner of different kind of game passes and all that kind of stuff. So I think this is just like, for me, looking at this this pickup, it makes me wonder how long a deal like this has been oh, in operation for. Dude, it's got to be um, ages, right? Like this doesn't I would think overnight. so. I would yeah. think so. And then obviously like you have Activision getting bought out by Microsoft. And then yeah. it, is that when you go, okay, we need to... I'm not too sure. It'd be interesting to see Sony's stock prices when that happened um, and whether they went, okay, well, you know, this has been in the works for a little while. We need to try and get this pushed up a little bit. Um, I'm not too sure. I, 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 I haven't done enough research to know what the stock price is, but I'm sure that they obviously want to have, you know, that narrative in the media that, you know, they are also actively acquiring, yeah. you know, huge development studios. Dude. I really honestly feel like Sony is trying. Uh, so, so just going back to the Microsoft acquisition and Microsoft in general, you know, they have, they have this fantastic console, but they also obviously have PC gaming as well, really in their pocket. Yeah. And they've got such a, <clears throat> a widespread across gaming in general and um, their technology and everything else is fantastic. Whereas Sony has, was reasonably limited in that space. Um, yeah. And I feel like they're slowly kind of making these moves to, you know, releasing their titles to PC, got a war and a few other bits and pieces, and now, um, you know, getting hold of Bungie and their development team and everything else that comes with that, I think is really, they're trying to exp- doing a good job of kind of expanding their horizons beyond just that that console, um, console gaming. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty big moves. Um, yeah. On the creative freedom part, Cap, so at the bottom of that blog post, there was also a bit, um, there's a little section here where they talk about uh, retaining their creative freedom. And I think they've been really explicit about that to their community. You know, they, they want to be pretty clear that not a whole heap is going to change. Um, but there's yeah. one important paragraph at the end of this where um, they say, with Sony support, the most immediate change you'll see is the acceleration in hiring talent across the entire studio to support our ambitious vision. If this speaks to you and you want to help us uh, put a dent in the universe, we are hiring across all disciplines. And you click on that link and they are literally hiring across the board um, yeah. at Bungie. So that's pretty cool, man. And if I was a, I don't play a lot of Destiny, but you have in the past, but if I was a Destiny nerd and a Destiny fan, I would be pretty excited. Oh, absolutely! Bungie has still um, got creative freedom, and they're and they're hiring into these spaces is pretty cool, for sure. And I think it probably, uh, for me, I mean, a lot of people will probably disagree with me, and I'm, I'm sure that they're um, very in depth uh, and very um, strong Destiny Two players. But I think Destiny has stagnated a little bit, um, in my opinion, and just in terms of the way that you interface with that game. I mean, it is a it's a looter shooter, and they do that really well, really bloody well. Um, but I just feel like when you're providing a game as a service, you need to, I mean, you look at games like Warframe that introduce things like fishing and just like fucking yep. basically <laughs> guitar hero in their game. You know, you need to be doing shit like that. Like Speak I really have about Warframe, mate. Holy shit. Oh, he dude, I know. I know. He's got a lot game, of hours man. in that bad boy. That's what <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, I really think um, hopefully this gives Bungie a, a chance to really try and pull 
in some new and interesting ideas that maybe separates that game a little bit more from what it is now and and, and helps to inject a little bit of um, life into that game. Because, I mean, I love Destiny as um, a concept. Um, I love its lore. I love its um, aesthetic and its atmosphere. Yeah. But I think just every time I go back there, it just it I, I play it for a couple of weeks and I just I can't keep doing the fucking grind mm. of pick up these little quests and drive around this open world for a little bit of this little open world area but for wait, a little bit. You don't have enough enemies. light to do this yet. You need to go grinding yeah. first, cap, before you can go yeah. and do that, mate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm fine with that being a being like just your kind of standard like RPG um mm. you know, rotisserie, but you know, I mean, I, and I'll, I'll tell you what, their raids are excellent. I thoroughly enjoy oh, their dear. raids. And I think um, their dungeon systems are really good, but I just, they just, they need more shit in there. You know, like yeah. even, yep. even World of Warcraft has, has new stuff that they kind of pump in from time to time, which kind of gives a little bit of extra pizzazz. But uh, yeah, I think ultimately, like, uh, I think having access to more talent maybe will mean that they can um, move through objectives mm. quicker, um, you know, pump out some milestones, but hopefully, I think if they can broaden their their um, their horizons a little bit, I think that would be great. But I think the big thing, though, Grizz, is is I think we're being a little bit insular in terms of the way we're looking at this. I don't think yep. Bungie's intention is to just have Destiny. I would think, um, and there has been rumours about some game that they've been working on, but I would think that yes. they're looking to expand their IPs. Um, and I know that there is they had a job advert out a little while ago i think it might still be out but it looks like they're trying to create something's a bit more whimsical and and a bit more comedic um you know when compared to destiny which is obviously very self-serious and um you know they have you know all games have a little bit <laughs> little of comedy, of comedy. Stuff, but yeah yep. yeah but i think this this next thing they're going to be working on will, will be quite whimsical and funny so, so i did hear yeah. about that i did hear about that uh i also heard that they took some people off the bungee multiplayer devs to put on this new project yeah, which I wonder if it'll be like a PvP thing or something, but that's pretty exciting. So, do you think? Question: Do you think that that will still be? Do you think Bungie will have the creative freedom to re release that across multiple platforms, or do you think that that? Well, yeah, that's going to be the big question. <laughs> Is that going to be like I mean, a PlayStation exclusive kind of thing? I'm pretty well? sure that they um, they said that they they want to continue providing Destiny on multiple platforms and and supporting it in that way. Mm. Um, whether that means that there's exclusivity. Um, uh, or timing of content. Sorry for Destiny in the future. Maybe that might be the case. But I would think I would I, I would think um, that they will probably look at some kind of exclusivity. Sony's pretty good at that. I think they're mm. always um, happy to try and make things exclusive for their console. So I'd be surprised if they didn't make things exclusive from Bungie. Quite frankly, um, how is this cap yeah. though? How is it that Bungie were making Halo games at one point? Yeah. And yes. <laughs> and went out independent and are now owned by Sony. Isn't that yeah. a fucking bizarre? Well, I mean, they they right they they were owned by Microsoft, went independent, then were owned by well, they they gave the publishing rights of their games That's to right. Activision, and yep. then they um kind of rose, uh, you know, flew the flag of independence again, going we're we're free again, and we're you know we're going to do things the right way, and <laughs> they're under a corporation yep. yet again. I mean, look, honestly, it all comes down to money. And if they can get access to more money to make more great, more of a, well, a, a better product and better products um, in the future, hey, why not? Um, 
but it will just i mean it's, it's always the same old thing you're gonna wait and see what happens right yeah it yeah, could see how it just, pans out see, the thing is scaling a business like that um it's always interesting to see how well it happens because um you know you, you could be working really well with the amount of people that you have and then all of a sudden you scale and then um your communication just between teams and stuff kind of fails a little bit and yeah. you get clogged up in bureaucracy and um, how, how has you know, bungie's response to community things been in the past cap have they been pretty reactive on there i think here and there front? um from my time playing destiny i think um they definitely you know they have the um the twob which is like i can't remember what that stands for but um oh this week at bungie and they had to do that every oh, week and yeah they, okay you know, yeah, they have the, um, the little blog post that goes out and they talk about, um, you know, new things in Destiny and what they're looking at and what they're going to change and yada, yada, yada. I think they're pretty good with their community feedback and implementation of feedback that they receive. Obviously, mm-hmm. as a developer, and especially in my opinion, sometimes you just don't listen to the to people because, you know, it might, it might either be that whatever they're asking for is impossible um, or whatever they're asking for, they maybe it's just one of those things that you kind of leave because, I don't know, it might be a feature that people don't gel with initially, but um, once they get I, used to something, it's kind of that kind of thing. Uh, people I don't do like change. I do definitely so. feel a smaller, well, not that Bungie is small, but a company that, say, has one IP or a bit smaller is a bit lighter on their feet to be able to respond to public outcry with issues or bugs and things yeah. like that you know so oh, we'll see absolutely. how that goes <clears throat> hey yeah, Cap, I think I've, got like a, um, I've got a statement from hiroki totok from sony here um, and uh-huh. this kind of wraps up what i was saying before um in his mind through this acquisition we intend to acquire new users and increase engagement on platforms other than playstation which will enable us to significantly advance our long-term growth strategy for further expanding the ecosystem of our uh, game business. So I think that says it for Sony. They are looking to go and basically reach their feelers out as far as they can, pulling new new cookies and bits and pieces in. Absolutely. And I mean, that has been... um, So Jeff Keighley, who runs the Game Awards um he's a pretty he used to be on um some gaming tv thing once upon a time and now he's a big wig he's mates with kojima and um all those blokes but um yeah so he basically said look i've i'm going to paraphrase very roughly here um he basically said i know of um deals that are going ahead with some pretty major companies um he didn't specify whether it was sony side microsoft side or somewhere else um because we've spoken about that before like what does Amazon now do? Because Amazon's yeah. obviously trying to punch into this space as well. Um, and mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Um, it's obviously a lot of money involved. So who's um, left on stage cap? Who's out there well, in the, the uh, I mean, there's, universe, plenty, there's plenty of, plenty of developers out there that, um, are, you know, guns for hire at this stage. Um, mm-hmm. or, well, at least you'd, you'd probably think so. Um, I, I kind of thought it'd be interested to maybe um, see if we could think of who we would think might go where. Um, oh, yeah. Can you think of any okay. off the top of your head? I'll, I'll start. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Here you go. Yep. Yep. I'll start. I actually think so. I think um, Square Enix, and I'm sure a lot of people have probably said this, developers mm. of Final Fantasy obviously have been a very strong supporter of Sony, um, you know, architecture for so long. Um, I could very much see them being um maybe not owned by sony but definitely discussing some kind of like you know 
um, deal there where Square their content, Enix, yeah. you know, obviously, I mean, look how popular Final Fantasy um, online is at the moment. It's smashing the shit out of Warcraft. Um, so does Sony, you know, does Sony don't own, sorry, I, I'm I'm not across this at all. Sony don't own them, but they've always had the, the no. Oh, actually, no, because some of the original, some of the original Final Fantasy games were across uh, the original Nintendo and stuff, weren't, weren't they as well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Final mm. Fantasy One came out on the uh, what was it, the NES or the or the SNES? Dude, and, Sony acquisition of Square Enix would be huge. That'd give them an yeah. MO right there. Like, I think um, that would be, be mind blowing. I think that would be bigger than Bungie, in my opinion. Um, but I, I mean, I can't see them being acquired per se. I could definitely see them negotiating some kind of really, really strong partnership, though. I mean, they've mm. like you know. Look at like you know Final Fantasy VII releasing on the original PlayStation and stuff like that. Like they've got history together, um, mm. so I, I could see that. I think. Okay, Cap. What about Riot or Valve? Oh well, I think Valve would probably stay independent. But that's mm. probably a good. That's probably a good one to discuss. Like, does does Valve try and? wiggle their way into this somehow as well because i mean yeah. otherwise you, you, you're just going to get left bucks. behind I yeah think. that's it yeah well the well i don't know man it depends so what what's under the valve what is under valve we've got we've got dota and what a bunch well, of other, i mean what are their ips other? at the moment like yeah they got um they got dota they've got the dota card game um they have been releasing like um vr oh, stuff dude. they've also they've got, got like Steam Deck coming out portal can- oh cs i guess Don't know. well yeah counter-strike that's the thing they can't valve kind of i feel like valve can almost do whatever the fuck they want they're kind of a bit like nintendo in that sense where they can they just kind of exist on their own island and everyone doesn't mm. fuck with them because everyone is so loyal to them because they've kind of been around the block with them i think I, um you know just thinking into this a little bit more i don't know whether valve would be a huge pickup for someone like Sony because, well, Dota 2 probably is probably their bread and butter, right? And that is just on PC. It's not really expand. Oh, maybe they might be looking to expand their... their I reckon uh, that would be so hard to port onto a console. Yeah, it wouldn't. Actually, isn't there... You can play it with control... Dude, Dota 2's got controller support now. I don't know if you knew that. If you wanted to play Crystal Maiden with a controller... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so gross. But, I mean, Valve is so PC-centric. You know, like, well, I suppose TF2 got, um, and the orange box got released on, um, I can't remember if it was an Xbox. It was definitely on PlayStation 3. Um, so you got like Half-Life, TF2, CS, CS and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was PlayStation. I might be misremembering this, but, um, they've definitely dabbled in, in console stuff. Um, but I don't know. I can kind of see Valve just kind of, cause I mean, they've got the Steam Deck coming out, Grizz. Have you looked at the Steam Deck? Uh, I have seen bits and pieces. There's like a, they've shown pictures of it, hey? Yeah. So it's basically uh, the, the, the switch, switch that plays your PC games. Can you play like any games on your Steam no. Live on it? Is well, I think you can technically, but whether they run well is another question. They basically have, I think they've got developers that are going through what is essentially the majority of the Steam catalogue. Um, which is mind-boggling. That must be one hell of a job. Um, yeah. Downloading games onto the Steam Deck and then seeing how well they they go, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think they. I think when you ha- when you own a Steam Deck, you'll be able to go to like a Steam Deck um, 
like page. Um, well, it'll load up a page um, on the Valve Steam store um, and it'll show you what games are well optimized for the Steam Deck. Well, one thing that really surprised me, Kat, is, and I would imagine the Steam Deck is going to have better um, technical things in it than the Nintendo Switch, but the Nintendo Switch, dude, is like some of those ports of games, for example, Dark Souls 1 and Hades and some of those games that have come across run extremely well for a handheld system. So maybe yeah. maybe the Steam Deck well, is going to extremely well. be pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. What 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 do you, do you think the what those do I games mean? Run well, on sta- on the on the Switch or I reckon yeah, some of them do. Uh, well, I reckon. Um, Have you played The Witcher 80s, Three on 80s, Switch? Though. No. What is it good? Oh my fucking god! It is disgusting. <laughs> it is so no fucking bad, dude. Really? I just think okay. uh, someone said the other day, um, one of the CEOs or you know someone on the board or fucking whatever, um, at Nintendo said that the Switch is only halfway through its life cycle, and I'm just sitting here going, dude, this fucking console needs a fucking upgrade. Um, well, we'll get Kat, more did you into... hear this? It was either yesterday or today. Nintendo yeah. Switch has officially sold more units than the Wii has now. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's been crazy. on the market like. Well, yeah. not that you can buy uh, Wii's anymore, but it's it's going to take over PS4s, which is fucking insane. Like, yeah, huge. it is nuts. It is absolutely nuts. I mean, I would love to see another Switch or a Switch Pro or something like that. I just can't see them doing it for a while wow. because people what have already invested of- in the hardware. What did you think of that OLED version that came out with a couple of little tweaks? What did well, I'll tell you what. I think a new screen would be nice because I don't know if you sometimes play your Switch um, like outdoors or anything. Sorry, I've got hiccups now. Um, if you've played them like in, in bright light or like, you know, yeah. sunlight, like the, yeah. the the regular Switch screen's pretty hard to, it like glares a lot. But apparently Does OLED the fix LED, that issue? It? Well, apparently it helps a lot. Um, okay. So I hear. So I think yeah, well, the I play on like the train, man. Fidelity, depending on you know what side of the train I sit on, it's like just nearly impossible to play it. Like yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think the fidelity of the actual like screen itself and how well it copes with those situations is apparently mm. a little bit better. I'm sure it's not perfect. I mean, it's nothing ever really is. But um, look, I think it'll be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think the switch. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how long it takes them to to produce a new model, but a, an actual new model, not just a new screen. I'm talking like some buffed ups, um, you know, under the hood, you know, like ready to fr- <laughs> let's pump some fucking let's pump some freaking juice in there, baby, you yeah. know. But I I can't see them doing it, especially since it's obviously sold so well. People have invested. If they brought out a new console soonish, people will be up in arms. I think that t- Nintendo of all the developers um, can manage to get away with some pretty suboptimal um, uh, graphics and stuff like that. So I think they just keep making these, you know, very, very well developed and very serviceable games that have, um, you know, I would say limited graphical capability, but I mean, look, graphics Mm -hmm. aren't everything for a game. We both know that. And um, my, my favorite games are usually the ones that are made by indie developers that uh, come nowhere close to Dude, people what, literally play computer. fucking video games made out of ASCII fucking characters. Yeah. You know, have you seen have you seen that? There's this new indie game coming out that is like made out of like text characters, and you play this little person that's like <laughs> made out of like an A and his body's like a little thing. He's like a little stick character, and he has like a little like 
backslash sword and 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 like little use shield and walks around fighting these like actually pretty cool animated monsters made out of all ascii um characters which is well how bad does uh undertale look mate well actually sorry it's an art style but i think absolutely yeah it's it's like uh, absolutely someone's just like freehand draw those hey cap jumping back to destiny mate one thing that i want to talk about was uh Sony's ability to use Bungie IP on things. Um, is that mm. something, is that going to happen? Like, are we going to see potentially like cross assets used in certain games? I don't know. You well, know, I'm the tr- way that Nintendo to uses to everyone across their fucking spectrum and has heroes in Smash and whatever else. Like, I'd, you're right. I can't think of anything that has it. Maybe some fighters. I don't know. But will we see that, do you think? Or would there be potential to see that? I mean, hey, maybe. I mean, I think in their current things, I mean, Sony doesn't really have anything like Fortnite where it's easy to just fucking bring. Like Fortnite recently released a Master Chief skin. I don't know, don't know if you see, saw that from the Halo series. Did that? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and obviously, you know, um, but I mean, look, I don't think Sony really has any game spaces like that that I can really see them kind of, I don't know, like leveraging that. Maybe they do like, like, I don't know, maybe they do pre-order bonuses with some games where you get like a, a ghost skin for something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Like oh, well, skin. dude. Yeah, I reckon that's that, that'll be something that'll happen for sure, I feel like. Uh, I just can't think of know. any games as a service that they have that you would do that with. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and, I, and I think that, uh, so obviously uh, Bungie has made it very clear that they're still going to be holding their own um, game across all the platforms and everything else and and still be developing the game as they as they see fit however yeah. i still do think there's going to be like sony exclusives and what i mean by that is play it on your playstation and maybe you'll unlock some skins and trinkets you know how the, the way that destiny 2 oh, kind of does that kind of thing like there's yeah going absolutely to some, i mean it will be kind of... it'll be integrated I'm, I'm sure that they'll have little um you know avatars and shit that you can you can get on the playstation network and stuff Mm. um yeah absolutely like i'm sure that they'll really pump that partnership to whatever degree but i mean look the the, the big thing is grizz maybe they'll be developing something to go up against because i mean i don't know if you've seen there's a lot of um not i'm i'm going to use the word clones but they're not um well i mean they kind of are um but there's a lot of like new fighting games coming out there's one that's made um with like nickelodeon characters um and it's basically going up against Super Smash Brothers, and it's being like actually pr- handled pretty well and like pure to the idea of what Super Smash Brothers is. And um, yeah, so um, and and what, then is this Warner a Sony? Brothers. Is this a Sony game? Is it? No, or no, no. I don't no, think so. No. I don't know who is developing it, but it has you know SpongeBob SquarePants and um, you know <laughs> shit dude. like that in in the game Patrick, that fight yeah. one another. Yeah, Screw so. You. Yeah, so I can't remember the other characters, but then they've also got like I think it's a Warner Brothers one that has like Superman and Gandalf and like all these other random <laughs> fucking characters that are like, and it's like yeah. you know going to be a full game, uh, like game is a certain game is a service. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, mm. Same kind of thing. Like you kind of log in, you can go and play um, the game, and then you do quests and shit with your mates, and you kind yeah. of have like a bit of an ecosystem. And obviously, they're they're pulling from all these different like. Um, movies and and just everything from the warner brothers um catalog essentially for that particular game but 
look, maybe Sony might do something like that. I wasn't I'm pretty sure there was a game once upon a time, or maybe they it was Soul Calibur or something like that, where they had um, you know, like Kratos and yeah, um, Soul Calibur bought, Sony bought characters TV. in, man. They had I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe someone can let us know, but yeah, Soul Calibur definitely had characters from other games pulled in. Yeah, and who was the what was the dev of that? Was it like Konami or something? Or I can't remember. Konami. But I wonder. I wonder whether. Uh, I just would love to see. I would love to see some Bungie IP making its way in somewhere around oh, the here uh, it is. around the tracks, yes. mate. PS3s, PlayStation All Stars Battle <clears throat> Royale. So the characters <laughs> were Big Daddy from Bioshock, um, Col- oh, um, Bioshock Gra- Graf from In- Infamous. You, can you remember Infamous? That game. Yeah, dude. From that was a great Sony? game. That was excellent. Yeah. Uh, they had one guy from Killzone, which that's another IP that they haven't done much with um, for a while. Um, Dante from Devil May Cry. Um, they had another person from Infamous. Um, they had the Fat Princess from the game Fat Princess. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, I think that was a thing where like it was a real, it was an RTS game where like the princess had to eat cake or some shit. Um, oh and then they had someone God. from Tekken. Oh, they had Isaac Clark from Dead Space, which is, oh, dude, I just had the, okay. So one of my favorite games of all time is Dead Space. Just a fucking froth it. It is the perfect never, never combination. Played it, eh, oh, it's so good. I, I, I love <laughs> space horror just as like a genre and mm. they do it really well. I mean, kind of um, the game kind of, oh, they had three games. The third game was by far probably the worst, but it kind of kind of got a bit, um, well, I can't, is it EA owns the rights to Dead, Dead Space? Um, and I think just over time, just corporate greed basically took over. They introduced microtransactions and all that kind of shit. And it was just like, yeah. why is there microtransactions Dude, in this game? It is so crazy the stigma yeah. that sits behind ea as a dev now when they take oh, games. absolutely what, what i mean but the they're kind of recently acquired man I, I, it was a couple of days ago i can't remember what it is now but EA did. Like, yeah or they were releasing no it's a game they were about to release uh from an old version everyone's saying things like oh oh yeah it is skate 4 skate 4 is going oh. to be released by ea <laughs> and people are saying things like yeah you're gonna have to buy a uh, dlc to get the skateboard and like, oh my god <laughs> it's just the fucking wheels <laughs> they have just like paint, painted themselves in this yeah. light of just oh they're this. such turds dude I, I i mean that's probably a good company that i would love to see get picked up by someone so that mm. like you know if microsoft owned ea they could just i would just love to see them bring back dead space um but yeah i mean going back to the 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 bungee thing and whether you'd see their their stuff in other games, I think absolutely yep. probably would. Um, but mm-hmm. whether we whether that's a thing, who knows? Who fucking knows? But I think the big right. thing for me, Grizz, is like yes, how this me. affects the upcoming. Well, okay, I'm gonna say upcoming. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but there is a lot of rumors and there's a lot of bits and pieces that suggest that Sony is working on a new and improved Game Pass style subscription service. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so dude, they've even got a name for that? it now. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Uh, so this was talked about a couple of days ago from IGN. So, so I think the the, the what you're probably thinking of is Project mm-hmm. Spartacus. Yes, that's the one I was about to talk about. Yep. So that sounds like an internal name to me. Um, yeah. You know, we have we have names like that for some of our de- dev projects. <laughs> Yeah, pretty, <laughs> Project Spartacus. Yeah, yeah Project. Yep. Uh, one of one of the ones we're working on is Project Megalodon. 
Um, so you know, just like I, I think I think it'll have a different name, like whether it's called PlayStation mm. Forever or yeah. PlayStation Universe, or I don't know. Like I'll give it some fucking marketing mumbo jumbo name. But I think so. No, I think you've done a bit more research on this, Grizz. Yeah, so just, uh, just to let people know, so basically this is what they're saying. It's going to be a subscription service. Uh, the target launch date for at Sony. this stage for Sony uh, is spring 2022. Okay. Um, That's kind of like spo- what people are rumoured to think when it's yeah. probably going to get. Yeah. Yep. So we, that is, is that when to, so, for launch? Is that Grizz? For launch, yeah. Yep. Right, launch okay. date. Target launch date. So I wonder um, when they will start telling us, you know, because you would think that, you, well, I mean, a subscription service, maybe you want to be like pretty close to the release date because then you'd be like, hey, we got this cool new service and go and get it now. So I've heard that is an amalgamation of the current PS Plus and the PlayStation Now, and it's going to be a tiered pricing structure. Um, the lowest tier will offer you benefits of PS Plus, which is a handful of free games every month and the ability to play online multiplayer. Yeah. The second tier is supposed to account for both streaming or playing locally via PS Now, as well as benefits of PS Plus. There's also a higher tier, um, which will then have all of that um, and give gamers access to some extended demos of games, play classic games from the PlayStation 1, 2, and 3, which is something that I find... That's pretty cool that they're going to have some potential backwards compatibility to play some of the old PlayStation releases. Yeah. It's kind of shit. But is it worth paying a premium tier though, Cap? Yeah, that's, well, that's what I mean. It kind of sucks that it's paywalled, right? Like if you've got a disc for a PlayStation 3 and you can't put that in your PS5, like, I don't know. I I, I know what, I, I literally know why they can't do it because it's just an architectural mm. thing and, and also they, they, uh, they just can't. I mean, I think that's the idea, but... It kind of sucks that that's paywalled. I mean, at least there's a way to do it, obviously, because some people, man, I would love to go back and play Infamous, um, the original, um, yeah. you know, Dude, and, that, and go that, and play. that was like, uh, I feel like that was the original kind of similar to what we have in the Spider-Man series now in terms of being able to roam around the roofs and have quite yeah. a lot of freedom in, yeah. in, a, in a city situation. It was, yeah. it was a cool game. I can't really cool. remember it too well. Um, I definitely played it. I can't remember if I finished it or not, but... Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well they pull off this, this tiered system. I think a big thing for me, Grizz, is how do they, where do they price this at? You know, (laughs) how much are you, okay. So what do we pay for? What is it? 12 bucks a month for PlayStation, PlayStation plus. Yeah. And I just want to say cap in the past, I feel like the PlayStation plus games have been Garbo. like well yeah, Grizz, didn't yeah. they br- didn't wasn't the most recent one a tiny tina dlc for a game that you had to own so dude since january well since december they've actually had some really awesome releases under playstation plus so um january's offering was atlas personas persona 5 strikers and dirt 5 which are both pretty good yeah um they have near Omada on there and ghost runner uh, as well as first-party games like The Last of uh, Last of Us 2 and God of War on PS Plus. So they've been, like, I've, I feel like that they've really felt the pressure from <laughs> how well the uh, other subscription services go and have kind of gone, okay, we need to we actually need to start offering stuff because we're just going to lose subscribers at this point, I feel. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, definitely. Just reading, so they recently, there was a bit of a hub-hub because uh, they... Um, with the PlayStation Plus um, 
sub they one of the games was was a tiny tina uh borderlands dlc um Ooh. which um okay. is kind of um i don't know i don't know how whether you can play it though because i think you need um you need the the original game so it's kind of like hey have this expansion for a game you don't own for a lot of people which <laughs> i think is great oh hang on yeah. the stand- okay hang on it is it is standalone um hang on i'm just reading this really quickly so oh okay so i think what happened is sony gave away um like a collection of of borderland games that included that particular dlc um and then they've re-given it away as a single thing but marketed it in the playstation now as a plus sorry um as like the big the big draw for the month you know what i mean and it's just like well you gave us that game a little while ago and you gave us all the other borderland games at the same time as well (laughs) so i think think they shit the bed a little bit so they shit the bed yeah, yeah, but look. The, the, I, so, the biggest, Chris, how, so I was just gonna say, so you, we pay twelve dollars a month for PlayStation yeah. Plus, right? Is that what it is? Is it? Far yeah, out? it's That's twelve bucks a month. Eh? It is expensive, and like you think you pay that for Xbox Game Pass or close mm-hmm. to, um, and you get access to all these fucking games, dude. You get a full game library. You get nothing like that with PlayStation. You have to be on the service for a long while to build up your library, yeah. right? Mm. Um, I mean, you do get a little bit with PlayStation Plus. Like, you get some of the classic titles with um, with PlayStation through the PS Plus portal on your PlayStation. Um, but it's nothing like Xbox. So what I, I also want to say... Oh, you go. Yep, keep going. I, I just want to see what they're going to price all this stuff at because how are you going to try and be like, this is our service and it mm. costs you more and you get way fucking less than what Xbox is providing? How do they... How do they even exist in the Dude, same space? I honestly don't think you can compete. I just want to add to that as well, Cap. So at the moment under um, the Xbox Game Pass, there is uh, first-party releases. So the first-party Xbox releases are going onto that Game Pass as well. Yeah. Now, back in 2020, Jim Ryan, PlayStation CEO, said exactly this. He said, we are not going down the road of putting new release titles on a subscription model. Because it games cost many be, million but, dollars, well yeah, over a hundred million yeah. to develop. We do not see this as sustainable. So I just don't think. I don't think it doesn't matter how they fucking price it and how they try to spin it. I'll I'll be very surprised if. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But I mean, look. Model also, there he is right. I mean, it, it costs a fucking lot of money to produce a game like God of War. Um, mm. You know, I mean, I don't even know what they paid Christopher Judge to you know, be Kratos, but they would have had to pay him a fair bit of cash. So you think about how much money you're putting in. Hang on, wait, what, what? Can you say that again? Is that an actual person? No, I never put that together. What the hell, dude? Yeah, go on Google it, mate. That's who plays um, Kratos. He's the guy to fucking start game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boy, boy. Yeah, so he's he's the boy man. He's the boy man guy. But I'm actually playing through that right now. I'm, 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 oh PC uh, or you're playing on PlayStation? No, I'm I'm got my PS5 out in the living room, just been sitting on the Have couch. Have you played it before? Night. Yeah, dude, I got about well, I don't know how far I got. I got probably 15, 16 hours into the game, and I've just restarted it and I've just got back to where I left off. Dude, I'm um, not gonna tell you anything about the ending, but can I just say that ending fucking whoa heck. Dude, I'm already so <laughs> emotional. 
having yeah, kids, oh, having kids, and like just see the way that he's like interacts with his son is real emotional, man. Yeah, <laughs> like big I, I do. I haven't even got yeah. I haven't got kids, and I I feel like that with that game. It's a, it's a mm. fucking masterpiece, dude, and I cannot yeah, wait for so number two. Good. Well, it's supposed to be so good. I wonder whether there will ever be. So this is what I mean, man. I feel like some. I was speaking to my wife about this. Like I was explaining the story to her and and how they built built in a lot of like the Greek mythology and stuff. And I just thought it was such a so far it's such a good story for me. And people that don't play video games are missing out on that story. I wonder. Dude, if- I say this to Mia all the time. I'm like, they're like, I think about Bloodborne, dude, and I'm just like. There is this fucking game that is literal, literally like a fucking like a, a JRR Tolkien like fucking grade narrative that is just completely inaccessible to the general public, and they have no fucking idea that one of the best stories ever fucking written is <laughs> is on PlayStation, and they have not fucking played it. And it, dude, yeah. it fucking it kills me because I'm just like, yeah, damn, you know. And especially a game like God of War. I mean, that game would be a brilliant movie. Absolutely, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely well, brilliant. Well, I, I think we can definitely say that that that, that bridge between gaming and uh, media, video media consumed by the masses is definitely closing. You know, we're oh, seeing Legends and Dota and everything else yeah. coming on TV, and I just think it's a matter of time. But well, it's that are, whole metaverse thing, though, isn't it, Grizz, you know? Yeah. You know, like everyone's – that's the big key word at the moment. Everyone's saying, mm. you know, it's going to be the metaverse. And I think – I think it's less less like everyone kind of thinks it's like a VR Facebook thing, but I think the metaverse in general is kind of more so like just all these media types and just our technology, everything unifying into one space and all of a sudden people aren't a gamer or or a movie buff. They just they just consume media and they you just do shit, you know, in a space that they use and that's just how you do things. You know? Yeah. The fucking metaverse. But Grizzo I think we're going to leave it there for uh, for this particular episode. Mate, um, I think we um, I think that was a very, very large topic to cover, and I absolutely. think we pretty much got through everything that I wanted to yeah. talk about. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, just quickly, um, quickly uh, uh, recapping: Bungie, yes, owned by Sony. Um, whether how this affects their Game Pass, how you know what what Sony gets out of it, you know that's yeah. going to be uh, time shall tell. Um, Time shall tell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and I, look, and I, and we'll I feel like Bungie have really stamped their foot down to say we are retaining our creative freedom um, across multiple platforms, um, and we are acquiring a lot of Sony's input um, to help us become, as they say, Cap, a global multimedia entertainment company. Yeah, um, and, we'll, and I think we'll see, it's pretty cool. We'll see how that goes for Bungie, but um, thanks for for being here with us we appreciate it immensely um you can check us out on on the twitters um at uh, ogr uh is it oga what is it oceanic gaming radio tell you what if you google oceanic gaming radio listener and <laughs> you just click the link tree that pops up in there you will find all of our shit right there yeah ready to go uh we stream these episodes live from twitch um and if you want to be a part of the conversation you can jump in the chat and, and let us know what you think um but yeah basically appreciate you love being here. to let uh, let us know if you some have somehow found us and you're not yeah. within our circle already we'd love to hear from Absolutely. you 
ask some questions, yeah. but uh, really appreciate you listening. And, uh, yeah, and just a final quick one. We also have a Patreon. And uh, if you're interested in helping to uh, support this content and um, help us build it up over time, you can get in there or you can listen to it for free. We don't give a shit, um, but we appreciate uh, your support either way. Um, so, yeah, thanks for being here. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. See you on the flip side. And that there.